This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And I'm Louise Eddington. I'm an astrologer and author of two astrology books, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. And I help people create the a life of their dreams. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen Duchenne. I'm an Akashic guide and healer. Hi. What else? Oh, I'm the creator of the Illuminating Journey <laughs> Spiritual teacher and guide. And I help my clients get more of what they want. Cool, yeah. And today we're going to be looking at the full moon. We're recording this just before the Pisces new moon, though, so uh, <laughs> things are kind of a bit confusing because we have so much Pisces energy. But the full moon um, coming up on March the 28th at 7.48pm London time um, at 8 degrees of Libra. We'll be coming back to that. But first, we're going to look at our cards. So, Jen, what did you pull? All right, so I pulled two cards because the number card came up, which is the six, which I think is actually very interesting because six is about um, love, love of the family, love of your home environment, love of the local environment, the place that you dwell in. And so finding that balance, finding uh, a way to be kind of in love with your life and what there is. So nourishing your life. And then I pulled a portal, soul portal, and it's the 34. And I feel like this one came up recently, but I don't remember when. But mm -hmm. what I find interesting about this is this uh, energy of moving towards um, the wild within us into that space that goes beyond what is cultured what is controlled so it's a leaving of the old environment mm -hmm. uh, and has uh, a lot of different symbols that connect to it including and, an owl. <laughs> owl that's right and we have the there's all the elements fire water air um and the pyramids is very much an, a recognition of our own uh, longing our own wisdom our desire to be expressed in a new way into the wild mm -hmm. um, and in fact this part here is from a piece that's from the um, St. Necton's Glen in England I took that picture when I was there mm. Do it, when I see this card I always look at the figure and mm. And and it looks to me like this peacock cape and and the two points coming up from here mm -hmm. look like kind of like the scorpion claws like this. So it's, <laughs> so it's kind of got that um, uh, Scorpio thing to me, which is very uh, deep female psyche kind of en energy. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, scorpions are much maligned, you know. Every every creature has a purpose. Right, like the snake, etc. Like there's yeah. a part of connecting us to our deeper selves. Mm -hmm. And yes, the figure is very much, it, to me, it always feels like this figure is super determined. It's like there's a um, implacability about the figure, like that going towards that thing that is away from kind of being controlled. Yeah, yeah. And the fire behind it, really, behind the figure. Mm -hmm. It's saying burn burn that off the past. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And interesting that the fire was there because I picked a very fiery card, which is the um, six. <laughs> is that six again? The six of wands, which is the victory card. But this really is about um, a wind that touches you at a very intuitive and spiritual level, Jupiter and Leo. 
all the ones come together. So this um, this is really about uh, spirit, bringing uh, spirit into the centre and uh, bringing it into that creative fire that uh, Jen was talking about with the six as well. So, uh, and this is big creativity and it's, it's a theme that's coming up for me with all my work um, with my clients and in my membership where I do videos for them. I just keep talking more and more about this is such an opportunity to really kind of come into your creative self-expression and your creative fire and really to create something that you really want in life, in all areas of your life. So uh, there you go. Lovely card. Right. So it feels like all the both the cards and I think what we're going to be talking about is the sense of being... Um expressed in a way that it's almost like you won't be held back like there are things to be done and there's this kind of the only thing that can hold you back is you I think really that's well if you resist the energy (laughs) right so it's stepping into it but I think it's also trusting that it's possible and the more that people around you are feeling that and doing that the easier it becomes to step into Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of laughing, though, because uh, t- talking about <laughs> I've I've been suggesting something to my members for like two weeks and they're so resistant to it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm thinking, well, if you don't take action, <laughs> the change won't come. <laughs> right. So that's a, a really good point that um, we have opportunity. But, yeah. you know, opportunity is not going to force us to change, that we have to take action. And what I found in my own experience and for my, for my clients as well, students, etc., is that when you understand that it's okay to fail, but to go towards what you desire and get kind of embrace it. It's so hard to have a different experience if you're not embracing what you desire. And that's certainly been my story. So if I look at like, yeah, I really want this. And then there's a part of me that goes, oh, I'm not sure. Is it going to be scary? Like, you know, do I have to give something up? Nothing happens. But when I go, you know what? I can really start feeling myself moving towards that. Then things start to meet me on the way. And and the outcome might not look how you thought it was, but at least you're moving towards it. Well, I think the whole thing is the outcome is never going to be what you think it is. No, exactly. You know, and if there's a problem or an issue, then you'll just deal with it like you deal with everything else. Like, you know, it's it's kind of weird how we imagine, oh, something could go wrong and that stops us when, hey, things are su- supposedly going wrong <laughs> all the time. Right. <laughs> I'll get to the I will get to the full moon in a minute but um just before we recorded I was taking a lovely Pisces salt bath Epsom salt bath so I was actually late for Jen because I got carried away dream world and I was reading my friend Jacob's uh, creative cure book and he was in it he was talking about a a friend who um every time something went wrong just said oh course correct <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's an illusion. Who says it's going wrong just because the idea about what was supposed to be doesn't make it wrong? So she says she would just go, oh, course correct, and carry on. (laughs) Right. Right. Anyway, anyway, this, uh, well, and speaking of creating and things, uh, of course, Libra is a very creative sign. and, And as I said, this Libra full moon is on March the 28th which is a Sunday at 7.48 p.m. in London. So I think that's 11.48 a.m. Pacific and something else times. Anyway, (laughs) and the full moon itself is at eight degrees of Libra with eight degrees and 18 minutes, which means it's an opposition to the sun at eight degrees and 18 minutes of Aries. And we've got so many eights in this chart. But um, with the sun, we have Chiron um, and Venus. And Chiron, the the shaman or healer, 
is sandwiched between Venus and the Sun and this is only two days after the Venus superior conjunction which is known as the Venus star point. So this is really activating this Venus star point which will take us um, through the next nine and a half months of birthing something because the Venus cycle between conjunctions is the length of a pregnancy and um, so this full moon basically is on the is on the Venus star point so that's lovely that those three are at eight degrees of Aries together the Sun Chiron and Venus then at eight degrees Taurus which is a Venus ruled sign also oh and Venus rules Libra where the moon is we have Uranus and then we also have Vesta at eight degrees of Virgo and and all these planets at eight degrees are making this um, interesting pattern that looks a little bit like a trapeze. Um, I was it reminds me of those things where you used to make something with string with your fingers, and um, I can't remember what that was called. That um, Chinese something or other, wasn't it? Um, anyway, um, it makes no. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, so we've got a series of adjustments from the full moon because we've got two quincunx aspects, one from the moon to Uranus and one from the sun, Chiron and Venus to Vesta. So it's both a fulfillment full moon and there's these adjustments that we'll kind of look to. And there's various other things going on. One other thing I will mention, though, is that uh, Mars... Um, goes out of bounds on March the 21st so he is acting out of character he will have been out of bounds for a week on this full moon and two days before on the same day that Venus and the Sun meet in Aries uh, Mars meets the North Node in Gemini at the same point that Venus met the Sun in on June the 2nd last year June the 2nd 2020 so we've got a real kind of um, activation between uh, Mars, which is our anima or uh, male energy, and Venus, which is the animus or female energy. So we'll look at all of that too. Okay, Jen, numbers, let's have a look. All that eights, six. Right, all yeah. those eights, so powerful. Mm. So we'll look at the date. It's March the 28th. So we are in an eight universal month this month. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's your additional eight. So, um, and this is the last, the six of eight moons, pretty much at eight degrees since uh, October. So the six months of this birthing or this kind of bringing us into the space. So the 28th, the 28 is a uh, one. So two plus eight is 10. Is 10, one plus zero is one. So one, a new beginnings. It's also very much about us trusting our own guidance or doing what's right for us. Uh, many of us have trusted others and then felt betrayed, etc. And so now we're being kind of encouraged by the universe to you know, listen inward, listen to what is true for us and make our own discernment, make our own judgment and choices. Um, I think that speaks to our cards, etc. cetera. Um, so there's that. The other thing that's interesting is it makes it a nine universal date and all these eights are actually um, almost nines. So um, there is that uh, ending part that comes with it. We have new beginnings, we have endings. Uh, we are um, activating uh, the eight, nine, and 10 uh, here, as well as the eight is about success and it's about reaching a certain equilibrium, you could say, about leadership or who we are or what choices you're taking. It's about the focus of doing the thing you need to do to grow, like. People with, uh, um, who are very good at sports or winners at sports often have eights because that's about persistence. Mm. It's about doing things over and over again until you get it right. 
not giving up. It's just like, just be focused on what is it you're intending as opposed to here's an obstacle in my path. So I think this very much, this moon is speaking to that through the numbers is that there are things to be done. It's not necessarily going to be easy, but it's going to be rewarding. So you just have to keep at it, keep focusing on what is true for yourself as opposed to giving up because it's hard work or that you're not getting the agreement of others. What they say about leadership is that to be a leader, first you decide to do something. You may pioneer, and that's the one, the 28th, the one. You pioneer, you focus, you choose something that may be unpopular. And then at some point, somebody else joins you, and then there may be other people, and then that creates leadership as opposed to you know, rebellion. And I think that's really interesting that Mars is shooting up in, uh, shooting up. Mars is shooting out of the draconian bowl breaking that whole thing out of bounds at a 14 which is the five and that's our year in a five years so it's about being very expressive with our uh, sense of liveliness our passion our libido our expression of wanting to be fired up about something and leading the way, again, coming back to what do you want to create? What do you want to lead with? How do you want to lead your life? Mm. Yeah, I find it very interesting that Mars is, um, he goes out of bounds and then um, just five days later goes, leaves the Draconic Bowl, passes the North Node. And and that the fact that on the day he passes the um uh, north node or, or conjuncts the north node he's at that venus star point from june the 2nd last year and that's kind of before the um uh, for many of us at least in the western world before the uh, pandemic really um hit i think we had locked down before that but if we look back to that point and then to what came after the ven between the in this nine and a half month period between June the 2nd and March the 26th um it got a lot um more virulent or whatever is the word but here we have Mars Mars um last year went retrograde um in his own sign of Aries and and so he's taken a while to move to Gemini and he, when in a Mars retrograde uh, they're very rare um in his own sign that is in aries and here he is coming out he's the leading the way as jen said the pioneer and mars and and aries are both representing pioneering action um i am kind of energy here i am kind of thing and he's leading the way out of there but he's changed i think if we look back at last year that the fact that mars had his retrograde and he's the fact that he is um, coming out of the draconic bowl at the point of the Venus star point, which is a very powerful point of humanity. Um, the Venus star point makes a five pointed star, which is like the Vitruvian man and, you know, the head, the arms, the legs. It's a very human um, cycle and figure, the Venus star point. Um, I keep learning more and more and more about it. It kind of feels like Mars is changing and it is in the sign of the changeling, really, uh, which is Gemini and the sign of thinking differently. And that North Node is all about um, changing your thoughts, really, to change your life. And and then everything else in the chart is very Venusian, too. The moon is in a Venus ruled sign, uh, Libra. And then Venus herself is conjunct the sun in the sign of Mars, Aries, but next to Chiron, the shamanic healer. So it feels and then and then we've got these adjustments. So we've got Uranus at eight degrees in Taurus, which is really the sign, which is another Venus ruled sign, which is about values and self-worth and the um, physical manifestation of energy and um 
And so that's very Venusian. I kind of think that Venus has the edge <laughs> in all this um, um, energy. And Mars is taking his lead from the Divine Feminine. That's kind of how it feels to me. He's been softened. He's like um, leading the way out of this confinement of the uh, Draconic Bowl to change. But I, to my mind, he's saying we're changing our unhealthy relationship dynamics. And when I mean, say, unhealthy relationship dynamics, I, that can mean to your partner, it can mean to friends, it can mean to money, it can mean to your creativity. Um, it's your relationship to anything other that is not you. So I think Mars, you know, I think we're going to hear a lot about Mars, you know, acting um, like a madman kind of thing because he's out of bounds and kind of released from that confinement. But I kind of think Mars has been changed because of those reasons. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, certainly it's a we're at a massive um, point in history um, in terms of movement for the planetary bodies as well as humanity mm -hmm. and if you think about this to me is this is this the key to um, kind of escaping from an old way of being which we have been under for thousands of years and so this this idea it's almost like I, the picture i see i guess with the akashic masters are showing me is it's like a relay race and for those of you who know who don't, or don't know what a relay is, it's it's in partnership because they're usually what four or five people, and everyone stands at a point waiting to get the 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 little I don't know what that thing is, but you pass it on to the next person. The baton. The baton. That's right. You're passing the baton on to the next person, so you're working together. You each have to run as fast as you can. Uh, so that you can work in tandem with your group. And so this is how it feels like to me when I look at this. It's like everything is working cohesively in order to help us make this absolutely gigantic move into a whole different way of being. And if you think about it in terms of from a human scale, when we're making huge leaps, we actually do things at tiny movements it's not like um you know we're not leaping over mountains every day we're taking small little shifts shifts in our thinking shifts in our responses opening our hearts in different ways so that helps us all move forward because we're moving together as a body as a group and so we are aware of our own race as well as the group um, so I, I agree that with Mars is a change. He's, but he or it is not just change of how we look at our libido, how we look at our desires, um, which has been, you know, there's been this whole thing that we've been under this um, oppression of desire, that desire is a bad thing, that we got to, you know, force it out of ourselves. We've got to beat ourselves up so we don't have desire. Um, and yet things do not change. Things don't happen without desire. So we really do need that activation. I was just looking at the, the node with the nodes being at 12 degrees. I find it interesting that uh, with the, um, the Gemini node, the North node there, 12, that's a three. And then the 14 is a five. So those are the two numbers of the year you know, the three, the 21, and the five. So it's very interesting that those two are being activated, that kind of playfulness, that learning wisdom through learning and through self-expression uh, is where we're being guided. And I also agree that the Venus thing here is very much leading the way, because when you think about the, the, great, uh, the great mother or the, the great creator, it comes very much from a place of expansion, of love, of space, spaciousness. Like I have space to really explore who I am and take my time. And then once I know what it is, I can move very quickly. Mm. I do, seeing as you were talking about the where the nodes are and Mars are, I do want to mention that the nodes have um, now moved past the halfway point of their journey through um, Sagittarius and Gemini 
they moved into um, these signs on May the 5th, 2020. And they will uh, leave these signs on January the 18th, 2022. So they are um, halfway through physically. And, um, and so that's really um, also a tipping point as well. You know, if we... You know, 2020 was a pivotal year, as we clearly realise. But, <laughs> but for many reasons, you know, it was not just the pandemic. It was everything. Everything has started to shift. We we entered 2021 with this mutable um, Grand Cross, which is pretty much still active. If because Vesta is still square the nodes and Mercury will square the nodes and Pallas Athena is coming up to square the nodes. We've still got this shift, 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 and it's all moving towards that north node, which is our where we long to move towards. And um and you know, yes, a lot of it was caused by the pandemic, but I don't know about you, Jen, but personally I've made a lot of changes in my life for the better perhaps brought on by outer um, uh, conditions, but also um, a lot of it brought about by me following the nudges of what the energies are telling me. So everything's gradually changing. Values have shifted, which is the very, the Venus story, really. Um, our values have got more, um, what really has meaning, what really matters to us. Um, this journey of Vesta in Virgo has been very interesting and she's connected ex by on that lovely, unusual pattern saying, and she's in this adjustment aspect to the sun, Chiron and Venus in Aries saying, adjust who I am a little bit more. We're, we're constantly, um, kind of changing and shifting who we are and how we respond and react to the outer world because Aries is a very reactive sign I always think of um with it being the first sign I always think of um Aries as kind of like the little toddler who wants what it wants and wants it now <laughs> and uh kind of has a little tantrum if it doesn't that's the shadow of Aries but we've been we're being asked to adjust adjust that and kind of heal that perhaps that reactivity and that forcefulness and that pushing that day energy that we've got that's valued the kind of action um hierarchical day energy over um I'm trying to avoid saying male and female because it's just the energies it's not men and women but over the more receptive kind of uh, feeling intuitive energy and I've definitely felt the shift towards the balancing of that which is the eight too so and libra libra is all about balance too right. right so there is a lot of that um and i think we certainly did talk about it last year and mm. the year before about this idea of entering a space where we we looking at our values uh, i've certainly made uh, adjustments too. uh just uh, being less interested in um compromising that doesn't mean i don't want to um, um get along with people or do things that are good for all but i do believe that one of the reasons we've had so much pain for so long was because we did um submerge our desires mm -hmm. and that made us all very irritable like when you can't have what you want because i don't know you're afraid that somebody's going to be annoyed or mm -hmm. or you're going to get in trouble or whatever um, it, it can make you like a toddler, like, you know, the whole point, the difference between a, a out of balance toddler and a toddler who's happy is uh, being told that it's okay to have your desires. It doesn't mean you always get what you want, but certainly that you can pursue your desires and that they're encouraged and welcomed, that your expression in our world is welcomed is very different from being told to shut up and who do you think you are and being squashed and you need to behave in a certain way or I can't love you. I think this to me is what this is all about. And I certainly hear that in the records is this willingness to find that balance. You know, the eight also represents bringing heaven to earth. And this is about more of what we're talking about, this idea of being 
at peace with who we are and where we are so we're not trying to force our way into things but we're getting more comfortable by going this is what's true for me so if you don't like it or you don't want to go ahead with me that's fine but I'm going to do it anyway as opposed to oh let me conform because uh, otherwise I'll be alone uh, so I think that's the for me that's been the huge difference uh, is just like just letting go of a lot of those um, kind of strictures and structures around how I need to function in the world uh, certainly a softening for me this has been and I think that is very much you know, putting the, you know, the two energies together, the, mm -hmm. the act, the intuitive energy, which is kind of more the Venetian energy of knowingness and, and willingness to take responsibility for yourself. And then the action, what are you doing out there in the world, which is more of the Martian energy. And um, so, yeah, I think that's really important. And it is fascinating that the eights and the, the Libra are working on the same team, you can say, because Libra is about finding balance. And so much of our understanding of what balance is or justice is, is just complete bullshit. Like it just oh, isn't, right. you know, yeah. it's like when we going like, well, that's not fair. And all of those things like, yeah, we're saying those things because we're so angry and frustrated. But the truth is that when we go, oh, they're doing it because they want to, or that's the consequence or the experience they're having, that's nothing to do with me. I get to make my own choices. I get to decide uh, is a very different energy of being in balance. Mm. Now, the positive side of the Aries and the Mars energy or another positive side is clarity. You know, it's very straightforward, very uh, clear Aries and Mars. And, you know, the Venus uh, star point in, um, in Aries two days before with Mars at that other star point, with Venus being values, is getting very clear about what your values are because then you're operating from a place, place of of strength and, and real um, self-love because you're clear on what your core values are and and you know as Jen was saying you know you don't have to have the same desires and values of as as I do but to get clear on your own desires and values then you can see whether you're going to work for move forward together or move forward alone or move forward with somebody else in your life but um I can't remember I was going to say something else there about that I'm I'm finding that um, and and it's my own experience too that people are not always very clear what their desires are. They're not very clear what really um, uh, fulfills them and um, and gives them pleasure and gives them creative boost uh, because we're so used, to, especially as women, I must say, you know. <laughs> we're so used to doing what society tells us we should do or what we think we should do or what our culture's brought us up to do. I think uh, this Aries, especially with Chiron, the the key to healing being right there, tucked between Venus um, desires and values and, and the sun is kind of saying, get clear on those, on what you desire. What are your core values? What, what, gives you pleasure what really fills your boat so mm -hmm. right and i think that is an important aspect when you think about the sun kind of lighting up the energy or bringing that energy of uh, balance with the moon onto chiron uh, that healing mm -hmm. uh, aspect or that uh, opportunity to let go of the poison and to heal yourself through getting clear about your desires by naming them, by experiencing things, asking questions, getting curious, um, really peeling back the layers instead of being like, you know, it's one thing for us to say, well, I don't know what I want. And many of us say that and it's true. But how do we get there? We're not going to get there by keep repeating. I don't know what I want. Right. That's that's just not going to work. Just not going to give us the revelation that we seek so we can take action. So I do find it uh, interesting that Vesta, which is the keeper of the flame, is across there in um, 
the um, Virgo, right? She's in yeah, Virgo. Virgo. Yeah. And, and like that heat, that kind of bringing that heat to the surface of, um, I need to be uncomfortable. And in, in and I think that was the purpose of uh, the coronavirus in so many ways. I mean, is to we were very uncomfortable. It's been very painful for so many people. You know, dealing with death, dealing with restriction, dealing with things that we unknowns um, that have created you know, really showing us who we are, the character of who we are when we're dealing with tough things. And, you know, there is a part of us that wants to go, well, I don't want to deal with it. And here we have all this energy that is burning up inside of us that is forcing us to see what we haven't seen, forcing us to make choices that we may not have made, forcing us to speak out. And that to me is what this is all about. As we come into this healing opportunity, uh, we are uncomfortable because we need to heal and we need to get curious about how we heal and we need to be involved in our own healing by speaking and expressing, you know, however you do it. That seems to be a key here. And Aries is the first sign. We do have to remember that. So it's the astrological new year. So this is a, a new beginning. It's I, I, I always find my New Year's kind of intentions, I don't do resolutions, but intentions um, feel stronger um, at the Aries ingress. And this Aries, you know, like everything in the last couple of years really, is more powerful than the regular <laughs> Aries ingress because we have that Venus star point. We have this full moon coming right after the um, ingress of the sun into um, Aries. And then everything's moving towards that north node, which is our uh, longing, where the future, where we long to move towards. So it's a very, very powerful period. This whole for for setting intentions, for saying I am going to start taking steps to create my desires. I'm going to get clear on my desires. So yeah, right. And I think too this idea of the nodes, you know moving away from that religious-based thinking, right, which you've talked about, it doesn't necessarily mean religion, but it means a very structured way of behaving or treating your desires and the divine. Because if you look at religion or thinking that is rigid, it's about everyone has to conform, everyone has to kind of give their energy of desire to one thing that someone else wants. So it's kind of giving your power away. So when you reignite this energy of like, oh, this is what I want, and I'm going to put that energy into going for it, as opposed to holding myself back, which is what many of us have been doing. We've been using all our energy just to not be who we are, mm -hmm. which is exhausting. So I think that's really what this is about, is this idea of fulfilling our um, dharma or our, our desire or our potential because we have potential whether we reach it or not is up to us and how we reach it is up to us and this feels this chart to me feels very loving it feels very um, uh, embracing very much a birthing through that gentle water of discovery uh, we are in the, for those who follow the, the natural wheel of the year, we enter the beginning, Aries is the beginning, it is the spring, we have the, salt, the um, what do you call it? The, um, equinox. Equinox on the 20th, I believe. So 20th. this is the time that we plant the seed, what has been germinating in us since October, November, December, the desire that's been stirring now wants to be activated, wants to be planted so it can grow. So it makes sense that we feel this way. Um, and I also wanted to mention that Pluto, I noticed that Pluto is at 26, which is an eight as well. And uh, is, you know, that is the only one left now in uh, Capricorn from that whole, when we started last year with uh, so many planets mm. in Capricorn just over a year ago in January. So it's very interesting, the shift that, you know, that Pluto is now with that 26, with that number of, of 
really doing the work, releasing the thing that is has been, you know, the shame within us, the um, the unspoken desire, the the so the dying of that part of ourselves, the part that has been a conformist, and mm. moving into this going like you know it's interesting all this energy on this side of the chart, which is all about the you know, the activation of the dream and the uh, expanding of the the uh, expression within ourselves. Mm. What does that look like? Taking an adventure. Remember, we talked about the year, the five is about going on an adventure with the three, the creative expression, you know, loving yourself into expressing and doing the things that your true self desires. I also find it interesting that Ceres is at 13 degrees of Aries, that um, one of my favourite numbers um, in the um, Zodiac, because she was very much part of that uh, Capricorn cluster that um, started off 2020. She was at the same point as Saturn and Pluto and Mercury and the Sun um, on January the 12th, 2020. And she is quietly moving forward, bringing her um, healing opportunity or energy, um, I kind of think. And she's, somebody's on our roof. This is very weird. Um, so <laughs> somebody's at, she's at 13 degrees, which um, is the number of the divine feminine, right, Jen? Yeah. Right. Right. So that's very true that uh, she is playing this role. Like, you know, the 13 is, the, is this also that Plutonian kind of energy of, you know, and Uranian energy of um, uh, death and rebirth. Mm -hmm. So this idea of stepping into this, what will you rebirth in this warm pool of new beginnings? It's almost like we're being reborn all of us collectively in these waters. So what are we going to do knowing we have this opportunity to do something new, to be born and release the things that like we're going like, okay, our souls are going or our minds and our hearts are going. I, I used to live like this. I used to do this and I don't want it anymore. I want something different. And when I say I used to and all those things, I'm not necessarily talking about physical things, although sometimes those do have an impact. But it's really the idea of what you want and how you make that happen through your thoughts, your actions, your heart opening. Uh, that's super important. And I just noticed also that uh, Pallas Athena, who was kind of the head of the curve now, is at six uh, Pisces and six, again, that number that came up, which is about this loving the community you're in, loving your life, the place you're in, and how can you make that? juicy you know using your wisdom to make that a juicy amazing experience so if there's a problem how do you uh, deal with the problem so that uh, you're expressed right instead of keeping quiet or moaning about it to your friends and not doing something different like take the action to change the experience you're having where you're having it is really important ah <sighs> Do you know, I don't have loads more to say about this. I mean, there is the an almost exact trine between um, Eris, still at 23 degrees of um, Aries, and Juno, who is at 23 degrees of Sagittarius, who was really one of the last energies to cross the, um, well, she was the last planetary body to cross the South Node and enter that Draconic Bowl. And um, and I always think of that as Venus flowered, really, um, Juno. Um, and June, she named the month, too, which is also a month, um, uh, uh, you know, a kind of very spring-like energy. But she is about our sacred um, marriage with all our relationships, really. And she's also at that Sagittarius of leaving behind those rigid... Uh, views that dogma of not just religion as Jen said of all these old dogmatic beliefs that we've held under um, thousands of years of patriarchy really 
it's all shifting, it's changing. Eris um, brings that element of chaos. It's at that 23 degrees again, which is that chaos magic number, which is so human and such a powerful number that I think has been changing us in major, major ways over the last few months. So uh, that's an interesting little uh, extra in the chart to my mind too. Right. And uh, I think there will be lots of unexpected opportunities to change. And so we should keep our eyes and hearts open instead of going like, if we always think that, oh, good things don't happen to me or something like that, that I've always got to suffer and struggle, then keeping our ears and heart open, because maybe this is an opportunity. Here we have an opportunity to go oh, I used to think this, but what if I think something different? What if I take a different choice? There's definitely lots and lots of openings in this chart, this opportunity to flower. It's like you're planting a seed mm -hmm. and you're saying, you know, my seeds usually don't, don't really grow like the little flower hardly grows. And now it's like I'm putting all this love and attention and there's the possibility that this thing can flower into the most amazing thing. I didn't even know that it I didn't even know this flower existed. That's kind of the feeling that I get when I look here at this chart. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to mention two things that are sticking out in the numero number wise. <laughs> is that Saturn is at 11 and Jupiter is at 22 degrees of Aquarius. So those are both master numbers. Mm. And remembering that this is a time of mastery. This is a time when the kind of the door is open and we can enter this place kind of like my card and your card, that idea of entering that field of going, this is this place I'm going into. This is this opportunity and I'm going to step in and I'm going to, you know, decide where I'm living and what I'm building and what it's going to look like. And I'm going to give it the attention, the love and the clarity so I can truly, you know, if I'm planting, if I'm doing something, I can focus on it in the way that has meaning to me because we're building a bigger thing right right now we're beginning the seeds we're laying the land it's we've moved from the place of the open spaces of everything's available to now beginning to be design and root the energies in what do we want to take forward because our actions now and our choices now our beliefs now are the ones that are laying down the land going forward. And I think that the Saturn and uh, Jupiter speaking to that, that idea of Saturn's going, okay, this is your time to really get the system down, to really think about where you want to put your attention. And Jupiter's going, you know, design this. You have the expense to design an amazing thing, right? So put some attention to what you're designing. Don't just jump in and do things. Go, I'm getting clear about what I want. So I'm going to start figuring out how does this design work? You don't have to start building the minute you get an idea. You do want to build, but you want to be able to go, okay, what is it? What's the focus here? What is the thing that I desire to express, experience? within myself and with my the people around me. So interesting that you, you mentioned that about the two master numbers with Saturn and Jupiter, because remembering that, you know, uh, the two of them met at zero Aquarius on um, the winter solstice, December the 21st, 2020. And interestingly, um, Jupiter at 22 degrees Aquarius is entering the shadow of his retrograde, because he will um, go retrograde at two Pisces on June the 20th and then station direct on October the 18th at 22 Aquarius. So he's at that activating master number degree that um, he's going to come back to in October. So, you know, pay some attention to, um, to what's happening now because it's going to come back in October um as uh, jupiter returns there 
And that's in terms of all the things Jen was saying about, you know, expansion and growth of this Aquarian ideal and vision of what we're building. So I just found it, I was like, oh yeah, Jupiter goes direct at that point. What an interesting thing. Because I don't normally look at the shadow period of of Jupiter because it's not quite as the same as Mercury. It doesn't, things don't start to go wonky, but it's that point where he turns direct. So it's an important degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is the time to bring those uh, ideas into being. Mm-hmm. This is a really important time on so many levels. I think, Lou, you mentioned that it's this is not just a regular time period. It's not just a regular uh, New Year and Aries, etc. This is, you know, monumental. Mm-hmm. And what's monumental is also very exciting, but it's also very emotional in the sense that here we have an opportunity to do things differently. Let us truly tap into what we desire. Take the time to really feel what's true for you, as opposed to, well, I got to decide and I've got to get on with it. Um, really start to think about what are you planting? What are you creating? What is it that you're desiring to feel and express? And use the tools you have the morning pages, the um, sitting in meditation, walking in nature, time by yourself, even if you have a busy life and a lot of people around you, take time to sit with that. Even in the bath, I find the bath extremely um, useful for just sitting in that space of being and feeling and allowing without uh, trying to stop myself so that I can get to the next picture so I can hold myself in that space of feeling safe, feeling loved mm. and just echoing the, the messages that we are receiving from the planetary bodies, what we're receiving from the energies that are coming in right now. And, you know, uh, yes, sit and think. And I'd suggest actually starting to write a list of, um, you know, Think a things that are self care and give you pleasure and self love and also your desires. I know I keep it's something I keep repeating, but the energy is telling me that you know as this is this is a time to really do that to get that clarity around it. And there's something about not just only um, sitting and thinking about it, but putting that pen to paper and um, writing them down so you could maybe make a pretty picture of them and put them on your wall. It helps you to kind of focus, which is that Aries, on um, where you want to go and what you really desire to create. Right. It helps you to actualize. And I think, you know, thinking about things is just wonderful, but also taking action daily towards that, right? So whether it's creating the picture, whether it's actually putting the plan, what are the, the key elements that you need it's not fixed yet, but it's you're putting it out there to see what's the response. What do you need? Asking questions, uh, yes, setting that correct, as we said. Yes. That's correct. Exactly. You want to be on the journey. You don't want to just be waiting. So if you can think about being on the journey and having to decide what is true for you through your daily experiences, you know, and a great way to do it is when you are encountering things in the day. And thinking like, like for me yesterday, I was, I'd gone to the bank, I had to go do something there. And it was just like these little irritations of things like, oh, you can't do this. Now you can't do this. And it's just like stupid little things. But I was just, I just made myself be amused about it because it's just like, yeah, I could get really irritated about those things, but you know. I don't want to be in that place. I want to be in a place where good things are happening to me because I'm available to them and I'm available to them because I'm letting the universe know that I'm not going to get irritated about stupid things. It doesn't matter. I'm going to laugh about it. And uh, then when I went to the supermarket, I uh, wanted a chicken, a roasted chicken, and I stood at the, the, count, the place and they had just one lonely chicken that had probably been there for a long time. And I was kind of standing there going like, I don't know what to do. And what should I do? And then the guy came up with a trolley with like Lots a whole of bunch of new chickens. I was like, yeah, see, the universe is showing me there's abundance. I can pick whatever chicken I want, right? <laughs> 
All right. Should we move on to the symbols? We should, but we didn't do our little ad for our... Terrible. I um, told you, Neptune is just squaring at my son, so Jen has to remind me about everything. <laughs> um, so, yes, our swell swag is available from Teespring, um, and that's Weirdly Magical on Teespring. Uh, the uh, the link is also on our Facebook page, which is Weirdly Magical. So we uh, we have all kinds of swag, t-shirts, um, long sleeve tops, sweatshirts, sleeveless tops, there's and mugs. Um, there's a, a plethora of choices. So you could wear your Weirdly Magical swell swag and do the swell hug, swell howl that was well well how <laughs> anyway and and we also have a patreon patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical so for um three dollars a month or you can pick your own um contribution you help support us and the one running costs of the podcast and help us con- to continue to um provide this for you I think that's it. Oh, and likes on YouTube, uh, Weirdly Magical, Facebook, Weirdly Magical, Instagram, Weirdly Magical. Come follow us. Come, you know, give us likes, give us claps, whatever. <laughs> All those things. <laughs> and uh, now we're moving to the um, symbols. So uh, let's do mine first this time. So we go to Libra 9. We always go up. And so the Chandra symbol is a cook fixing vegetable soup from a myriad of ingredients. If variety is spice, here we have the ultimate gourmet dish. Inner necessity dictates that you draw eclectically upon the broadest, most fantastic range of factors and facets you can possibly expose yourself to. By becoming conversant with myriad voices, you find the subtle edge between the universe self, universal self and your own evolving centre. As you sp- spread yourself thin and keep extending to the far horizon, the synthesis or blend grows richer and finer all the while. It is only by blending what has previously been polarised that you can begin to make your way, to be here for the changes and make then the mix is everything to define and limit is nothing you simply have no taste whatsoever for prepared pre-digested worlds it has to be dazzlingly inventive and spontaneously revelatory to have any currency in the realm where we are all seeking to bust loose and we take what we find throw it together and discover that everything is part of the same thing. And this realisation fans a pathway beyond the known altogether. Hmm. I love the idea of creating a soup in in your life (laughs) from the ingredients you already have. (laughs) Exactly. I think that speaks to a lot of what we have talked about. And then... Oh, I think I got the wrong one. I got the eight instead of the nine. Do you have it? I do. Do you want me to read it? Libra nine, the Sabian symbol. Three old masters, meaning like the paintings. Why do they call them masters? But anyway, (laughs) hanging on the wall of a special room in an art gallery. The need to return to source during a confused search for new value in a chaotic society. There are always moments which focus in our minds the longing to reground ourselves in the great achievements of the past. The number three suggests completeness. Esoteric traditions speak of the threefold soul or of three fundamental rays of power, of love, wisdom and of intelligence in action. Meditation in its deepest sense is a return to source, an attempt to re-identify oneself with one's archetypal essence of being, which is triune in manifestation and now, after confused but challenging wanderings, to identify oneself consciously with this essence, 
The finer forms of one's culture provide the means to do this. The great moments of the collective past become an inspiration for new yet sound beginnings. The seed of tomorrow salutes the seed of yes of yesteryear. So um, it says in this, it suggested that the process of transfiguration, the presence of the greatest moments of the past is called upon. As Moses and Elijah were invoked in Jesus' transfiguration, the seed of the new day depends upon the seed of yesteryear for an experience of the cyclic continuity of spirit. This is the basis for the institutionalized ideal of apostolic succession, the Gurum Gurampara, <laughs> an uninterrupted chain of gurus in Indian tradition. I don't really know what that had to do with it, but tr transfiguration is actually a shamanic is a is a shamanic practice of um, kind of reorganizing all your uh, molecules to create something new, which kind of feels a bit like the the soup. <laughs> right, exactly. And we will, it, you know, they didn't. They only talked about male figures. Yes. But, uh, we have to remember that there are female figures, and we've talked about it, uh, of course, you know, in the history. Yeah. That we have a history of. Um, women as well as men and all people not just uh, this just wasn't a society built on one type or one thing <laughs> and so realizing that you know this is a group effort but yes changing our molecules creating a delicious soup mm -hmm. from what has been yeah and what will become the based on our that we already have right Based on our focus, desire, and um, willingness to take action to, to, to bring this about, all is possible. So Dane Rudyard was an amazing astrologer, and we kind of read these from his interpretations of the Sabian symbols. I kind of think it's about time some of them were rewritten, personally. <laughs> <laughs> For the new paradigm and not just about women either but about the the uh, spectrum of humanity so. balance right just yeah. when you're making a soup you know there's a balance that has to happen with the ingredients with the um the uh, savoriness the saltiness the liquidity all of those things. Um, and so it's that's what we need to focus on. And I think that's what this is about. It's about if you think about your life as being a you or you are the creator of your own delicious soup mm -hmm. with all the things that you have in your life and that you want, what would you how would you create that soup? Awesome. So Jen, how can people find you? So they can find me on my website, jenduchenne.com, J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E. -E. Uh, I have the um, cards there, classes, readings available there. Um, I have a new Akashic class coming up in May, I believe, first level, as well as I'm starting classes for the Illuminating Journey cards. So the first class will be on the 25th of April. Or something like that that weekend mm -hmm. and uh, i'm also on facebook i have a group uh, akashic swan guidance i do weekly videos on youtube akashic swan guidance or jendushin akashic swan guidance i have a facebook page and you can just find me everywhere jendushin <laughs> Same with me, Louise Eddington. You can just find my, <laughs> Google my name, but uh, my website is louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. Um, my Facebook page is uh, Cosmic Owl Astrology, Louise Eddington. Uh, Cosmic Owl Astrology on Instagram, on YouTube. I have a Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe. Um, on my website, you can find my books, you can find how to book consultations with me and also a link to uh, my new, newly revamped membership, um, which is called Venus Enchantment, 
where we are going to actually work with the Venus cycle over months, um, you know, taking us through all the gates of uh, the Venus journey um, through personal growth, because uh, Venus keeps telling me this is what I've got to do. <laughs> Enchant everybody with her magic. Um, so I'm going to. So you can find a link to that if you want to check that out as well. And um, so again, don't forget, we have our swag and we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. And just come follow us and give leave us reviews on iTunes, on iTunes if you could. We've got quite a lot of great reviews now. And on our Facebook page, we appreciate any comments, likes, reviews, anything. It all helps us move this forward. So, so for now, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen. <laughs>